The Art of Hope, Thursday, December 3rd. In Romans 8, 24-25, the Apostle Paul writes, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Advent teaches the profoundly countercultural message that what we ultimately need is not something we can achieve, but instead have to receive. Allowing ourselves to hope involves developing an openness to receiving something that we would have been helpless to achieve on our own, something Jesus was glad to do on our behalf, then offer to us. And yet, hope is something we have to learn to do. There are many people who have tried to strategically take hope out of their lives because allowing themselves to hope opens them up to the possibility of disappointment, which can be more painful than if they never allowed themselves to hope at all. One of the songs on a Lana Del Rey album is called, Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me to Have, But I Have It. The title was inspired by a line from the movie, The Shawshank Redemption, in which one character says to his fellow prisoner, let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. It's got no use on the inside. You better get used to that idea. End quote. From his perspective, hope is the enemy of contentment. If we allow ourselves to believe that someday things will get better, that hope can keep us from settling in, finding contentment, and making the most of how things are now. We would argue that the real issue is not with hope itself, but with what we put our hope in. Our culture is full of examples who have put their hope in things that have not delivered. Jim Carrey is attributed with saying, I wish everyone could experience being rich and famous so they'd see it wasn't the answer to anything. Similarly, many people have walked away from Christianity because they were led to put their hope in false promises that were made on God's behalf. The prosperity gospel, for example, promises that God will match our faith with financial blessing and or physical well-being. As Caitlin Beatty writes, The giveaway of any prosperity teaching is an if-then formula. If you do this, then you will get this. If you put a $100 bill in the offering plate, then you will get tenfold back. If you stay chaste now, then you will later be blessed by marriage and children. Like all powerful myths, it offers the illusion of control in an unpredictable world. End quote. As many Christians have said, God's kingdom is already, but not yet, here. We live in the tension that Jesus has already come and will come again. And yet also in some mysterious way, he is still here with us. When Jesus gave his disciples the great commission, his last words were, And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Yet he has not come back to be with us in a fully embodied way. So then the issue with that kind of false hope that comes from the prosperity gospel is that it only emphasizes the already, 
and neglects the not yet. At the opposite extreme, there are those who only embrace the not yet and neglect the already. But something profound has already broken into our reality. As theologian Leslie Newbegin once put it, quote, I am neither an optimist nor a pessimist. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, end quote. But when Paul wrote, if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. His whole point was that ultimately what we're hoping for is not here yet. We are still waiting. So hope involves a cultivation of patience and anticipation for the day when God comes back to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Hope launches our imagination and anticipation beyond what we currently have and what we're able to do for ourselves. In many ways, hope is one of the bravest things a person can have. Hope in God dares to believe and trust that things will work out, that God will come through. Passages like Romans 5.5 promises us that he will come through. Quote, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit functions as a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until the day Jesus returns to make all things new. But not even Jesus knows when that's going to happen. So above all, the Christian hope requires us to intentionally cultivate patience. Our scripture meditation for today is Romans 8, 24-25. says this, For in this hope, we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Here's some action steps for you. Sometime today or as soon as you're able, ask your family one of these questions. What could we do as a family to develop our capacity to be patient? Do you think hope is a dangerous thing? Why or why not? What is the difference between hope and optimism? How do you think our family handles waiting? Thank you guys for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow.